Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. Hello, everyone. It is late on June 30th, 2016. I'm here not to talk about free agency. We, we, we can talk about that uh, tomorrow on the Locked On Magic podcast. I'm here to talk a little bit about Serge Ibaka's uh, introduction today to, to the Orlando media. My name is Phil Prosman-Reich, the editor of Orlando Magic Daily. You're listening to a bonus episode of the Locked On Magic podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network. And I joined Chuck and O'Neill on Sports Talk Florida, 1080 a.m. in Orlando and sportstalkflorida.com uh, to talk about our first impressions of Serge Ibaka. Um, I'll be back again a little bit tomorrow to talk a little bit more about uh, about Ibaka's introduction as well as the opening night of free agency. But until we get there, again, thanks to uh, Tuck and O'Neill, uh, Mike Tuck, Jerry O'Neill at Sports Talk Florida. You can check them out at uh, sportstalkflorida.com as well as watch the show live from 3 to 7 p.m. if you're not near your radio, uh, 1080 a.m. in Orlando for that. And thanks, of course, to their producer, Eric Lopez, for sending me the clip. Uh, so enjoy the interview. I had the, the pleasure and privilege of, of knowing Serge for a few years, and what I can tell you is that uh, his character, his work ethic, his competitive spirit, uh, his real sense of team, and, and the toughness that he brings uh, is really going to heighten our group and uh, really help excel and accelerate our progress. We're, we're very confident of that. Serge Ibaka is, is such an important piece uh, to taking this organization where we want to take it. Uh, to become a defensive monster, be one, be one of the best defensive teams in the league. In the league, you know, we're going to preach defense, uh, you know, as much as we always have, or as much as I always have. But you have to have the the, the people that can get the job done. I'm very excited to be here. I'm happy, you know. I know it's a new challenge for me, for my life, and I'm the moment where I need it. So I'm here and I'm ready to work. I can't wait. From less than two hours ago, about two hours ago, downtown Orlando, the unveiling, the welcoming of one of the newest members of the Orlando Magic. Obviously, that's Serge Ibaka. Uh, Before that, Rob Hannigan, the general manager of the Magic, and Frank Vogel, the first-year basketball coach. It was a week ago today. The NBA draft was scheduled. And in the midst of it came the blockbuster news that the Orlando Magic, in a trade, would welcome Serge Ibaka of Oklahoma City in return, part with Victor Oladipo, Ersan Eliasova, and the 11th pick, DeMontis Sabonis, the draft pick out of uh, Gonzaga. So all of that uh, went on then. Today, Ibaka welcomed members of the Orlando Magic media uh, covering the event, one of those who was front and center, joins us now, Philip Rossman Reich. He's uh, writes covering the NBA and the Magic for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Philip, good to have you with us. How are you? Good to be back. How are you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, so, Serge Ibaka, first impressions? Uh, you know, he's you know he he seems like kind of a, a, a quiet a quiet guy, but you know he he does a lot of the speaking with his play, and I think the big takeaway from today is that the Magic are going to be really focused on the defensive end. That's that's the identity they've kind of always said they wanted. And now they have a player that can truly transform them defensively and you could you could kind of sense the excitement about it and Abaka is 
seems ready to ready to anchor that defense for them. When you add Vogel, whose Indiana teams have always been up near the top, third last year in defense, defensive efficiency, and Ibaka to the mix, that has to be a goal going into the season that the Magic become one of the elite defensive teams in the league. Yeah, and I think that's. I mean, I think that's the big reason why this deal was made. I mean, I as as much criticism as the deal has gotten for maybe giving up on Oladipo, who is a potential all-star. Serge Ibaka is someone that has an elite skill in, in the league right now, and that's as a rim protector and as a defender. There, you know, People have jokingly referred to him as a, a basketball unicorn. He is someone that can defend the paint, block shots, and get out on the pick and roll and guard point guards. I mean, he did that against Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. He was doing that in the playoffs and was a big reason why Oklahoma City upset San Antonio and got up 3-1 in, in, the West, in those Western Conference Finals. So the Magic feel like they have a guy who is going to change the way that they play defense and, and make them a better team in the long run for it. I, I think the NBA uh, has a large number of character guys. We sometimes uh, you know, don't speak to that reality enough, but Rob Hennigan, even Frank Vogel, underlined that about Serge Ibaka, right? Yeah, they, they, they really did, and uh, you know, especially losing a, a high-character guy like Victor Oladipo. Sure. I think, I think we all know the work that he did in, in the community, and to, you know, to see Serge Ibaka come out in an Orlando United shirt, uh, and, and he was asked about it, and, and you know, he knows what's going on with this community right now, and uh, he's, he seems like a very, I mean, obviously it's just an interaction at a press conference, but he seems like a very humble guy. Uh, a hard worker and, and to be a good defensive player you've got to be a hard worker and I think that's something that that a lot of fans can always relate to and, and can be attracted to and um, you know he, he I think at least through you know the 10 minutes the 20 minutes that, that he was with us with us today he seems like he's someone that that gets it. Uh, the press conference like most press conferences was scheduled to start at 2:30. began you know Twenty minutes, fifteen minutes uh, later than that, we went on the air at three, so I maybe didn't get to hear all of it. Obviously, Serge Ibaka comes from Oklahoma City, a strong contender. Good heavens, they were up three games to one of the Western Conference Finals, and yet now he comes to a team that played a better basketball this year. But uh, what, thirty-five and forty-seven? Was that the record of 37-45? Yeah. Anyway, but well below five hundred, eleventh best in the Eastern Conference. Uh, does that seem a hard sell to him, in your opinion? No, I really don't think it is. I mean, he seemed very excited about the challenge. I mean, I'm, you know, if you look at his statistics, he's someone that has never been featured in an offense. He's always been kind of a third fiddle to Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. And so he's he's really excited about the opportunity to, to maybe have the ball a little bit more and to be a little bit more of a little bit more in the forefront offensively as well as be a leader on the defensive end uh he he was not hiding from it he believes that this team's going to make can make the playoffs that's his goal i don't know if, i don't think he's going to accept anything anything less than that um and he's excited for the challenge of, of bringing this young team to that level and so you know we'll we'll he, he hasn't met any of the guys yet um, as far, at least what he told us and, and so that'll come in, in the next few days next few weeks or whenever but uh he he believes that that you know the playoffs should be a goal for this team, and, and that they can they can reach that level. What kind of offensive role do you see for Serge compared to what we saw in Oklahoma City? I, I think we'll see see more plays run for him. To be to be frank, I, I don't. I think in Oklahoma City he was kind of relegated to to spot up shooters, kind of a stretch four, or you know go clean go clean the 
go clean the offensive glass. And I think the Magic are going to ask him to do that too. But um, it really seems like they're going to try and use him every way that, that they can. Just just find a way to get him the ball and, and put him in, opportun- in, in positions to score. Uh, Frank Vogel said during the press conference, you know, he has a lot of skills and we're going to try and use all of them. You know, we're going to use him as a three-point shooter. We're going to use him on, on rim runs on pick and rolls. We're going to use him to pop out on pick and rolls. We're going to try and use him in, in post-ups as well. I mean, they, they, they feel like they have a very versatile player with a large skill set that they can take advantage in, in a number of ways. He was on a pretty young team in Oklahoma City, but nothing like this young team in Orlando. I'm sure somebody asked him about a leadership role. What was his thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think he believes he can, he can be a leader and he can share his experience uh, from Oklahoma City. Uh, he, he obviously learned a lot uh, from, from being in Oklahoma City and, and seeing how that team grew into, into a championship contender. Um, you know, they, they never, they didn't win the championship, but they, but they got pretty, pretty close on numerous occasions. And so, I think he believes he can help bring some of that culture to, to the team. Uh, it's, you know, it's still not completely clear. He, you know, he doesn't have. Uh, much of a relationship with any of the players quite yet. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how how he fits in and, and how he tries to assert himself as a leader or, or how he leads in general. Our guest is Philip Rossman. Wright covers the NBA and the magic for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Today, earlier this afternoon, downtown at Amway Center, the Orlando Magic welcome and introduce Serge Ibaka. Uh, picked up last Thursday in the draft between Orlando and Oklahoma City. Rob Hannigan, the general manager, Frank Vogel, the coach of the Magic, and Serge Ibaka all talked this afternoon. Uh, obviously, you know, the storyline about Ibaka is that he has one year left on his contract. He can walk next year at this time. He could become or will become a uh, unrestricted free agent. Anybody ask about that? Yeah, someone someone did ask about that, and and Ibaka's response was, "I'm not I'm not focused on on my contract or the year after. I'm I'm focused on the opportunity in front of me." And you know, I think that's that's what you want to hear if if you're the Magic and and, and a year that that it seems like they need to make the playoffs and there's there's a clear directive to, to make the playoffs and uh if if he plays at a high level the the, the contract will take care of itself and, and the magic will certainly be front of the line if, if he can deliver and get them to the playoffs this year to, to resign him the funny part of this is as he's introduced today he has seniority over another member who joined this team yesterday in an additional trade with detroit jody meeks comes over from Detroit for a conditional second-round pick. So really, that's nothing in the scale of importance uh, for NBA talk. What, do, what are your thoughts about that deal? What does it signify? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it seems like a really good deal. I mean, Jody Meeks had, a, had a, a foot injury last year and played only three games. So his health is definitely a question, and, and you don't really know um, – what his status is there? At least no one no one really knows what his status is there. So, you know, if he's healthy, if he if he can play, he's a good three point shooter, and that's something the Magic still need. They still need guys who can shoot, and they still need veterans who can come off the bench. It's it's really a move to to add some depth. It's low risk. It, it costs them only about six and a half million dollars next year, and then he becomes a free agent. So it it's a move that that has little downside to it. Um, it. It doesn't signify anything about the big fish they're going after. They still have max cap room if they want to throw their money at someone. Uh, you know, they're, they're still going to be able to go after some of the other veterans uh, they, they want. But Jody Meek certainly seems like a type of 
the guy that the Magic are rumored to be going after. They're looking for guys who can shoot. They're looking for veterans who, who know how to play in the NBA and know how to perform well in the NBA. And, you know, they're, they're looking for some depth, too. And so Leeks isn't going to challenge for a starting spot, but, but he could certainly be a rotation player, and they got him for virtually nothing. What is your feeling or understanding in regards to the Magic's plans over the next 24 hours? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's still anyone's guess. Um, you, you, some of the rumors that have come out, like I said, seem to have a type to them. Um, the Magic may not be necessarily the front runners for any of the big fish. Um, I think just a few moments ago, there's a report about who Nicholas Batum was meeting with, and the Magic aren't going to be on that list. Uh, you know, the Orlando Sentinel reported earlier today that uh, they that the Magic are not expected to be one of the teams to, to reach out to Mike Conley. So the Magic. You know, they may go out and make calls for Big Fish, but they just may not be in the running for those guys yet. So um, Orlando is probably going to be looking at some 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 role player type player type guys who they know what they're going to be able to contribute. You know, they, they know what they're going to be able to, to bring to the team immediately and, and help them make the playoffs. But then also kind of maybe keep them on some short term contracts so they can turn around and, and attack free agency again. Uh, when there's a little bit more of a, a base to grow off of uh, with, with maybe a playoff first spot. Our guest is Philip Rossman Reich, uh, covers the Magic for OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Dwayne Dedman has been on this team a couple years. I, I forget the exact terminology, but the Magic did uh, make him a qualifying offer. Yeah, the qualifying offer, meaning that uh, there is the possibility that they could bring him back, right? Yes. Um, and, and I think it's, I mean, that's largely a procedural move. Um, you know, if, if there's any player that, that's a restricted free agent that you have any intention of keeping, it's relatively valuable to at least have that qualifying out there and have that right to match. They, they clearly like Deadman enough, believe that he can be a part of this team next year enough that, that they, they want to bring him back. Um, it just depends on price. And, uh, you know, they may go into negotiations with him before or they may just see what he gets on the market. And if it's too pricey, it's certainly he's certainly a guy that, that I think they feel comfortable letting walk if, if sure. the price becomes too much. Let, let's be honest. I mean, a lot of teams have this, but there is so much money that is going to be available and teams willing to spend it uh, that over the course of this next period, this uh, free agency window, when you begin to sign, the storyline around Evan Fournier and then the, the gaping holes that this roster, like others, has seems real, doesn't it? Yeah, um, you know, I think Evan Fournier is a tough, tough guy to peg. I, I really don't know what his market's going to be, uh, but he, he very well could get a max player, and the Magic have some definite needs they've got to fill, and I think one of those is matching Evan Fournier. Um, at this point, it, it feels like they're going to do whatever it takes to keep him. So if someone throws a max offer sheet his way, they could very well have to, have to match that, even if it's a little bit too much of an overpay. Um, it, a lot of teams, I think, are in that situation where they just they don't know what their own free agents are going to get and don't know how much it's going to cost to keep them. And that's, might, that might paralyze some, some teams as, as someone waits for the first move to set the market. Um, so, you know, I, I'm having a tough time telling people what someone's going get, to get, get in free agency because everyone's salaries are just jumping so much. It, it's hard to say what, it, what it's going to be. How bummed out are you over the end of the Andrew Nicholson era? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little uh, a little bummed out. I think I think um, you know he got a little bit of a raw deal uh, in Orlando. Uh, you know he, he had plenty of opportunity, obviously, and has some limitations as a player. And I can see why he's he's no longer a fit for what the Magic want to do. Uh, but you know I I don't like seeing you know a young player that, that has some potential um, 
get misused a little bit or, or not have the full opportunities that, that, you know, maybe he's earned. And I think even Scott Skiles said throughout the year, I'm probably Andrew Nicholson's worst enemy. I want to get him some playing time and I just can't find it for him. And, um, you know, you know, it, 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 it it's, that's sometimes the difficulty of it. You can't keep everybody. Sometimes you've got to move on. And I would have liked to see them keep the qualifying offer on him just, just so they had the option to match. But, um, obviously, the decision was made not to bring him back, so it, it's better to let him walk and, and not have that cap hold against you. All right, Philip. We, we sit around and we talk on this show. That's what we do. We just throw stuff out against the wall and see if it sticks. And I know people that, that don't do this show do the same thing. So what is your perfect scenario minus dream sequence of Kevin Durant and LeBron <laughs> James teaming up in Orlando next year? That would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> but realistic – dream sequence that puts the magic in the playoffs uh, based on what they're able to do these next couple of weeks. Yeah, it seems, it seems like my dream scenario has already kind of fallen, fallen off here. Um, I, I, think, I think Nicholas Batum needed to be the Magic's top target. Um, I, thought, I think they need a kind of a steady hand um, at, the, at the three that can defend and, and have that kind of switchy, that switching ability that, that everyone on the Magic seems to have. Mm. Uh, you know, he's he, he's kind of the, the ideal player for, for me, and it does, you know it doesn't look like I didn't know I didn't think he'd be that interested in Orlando, and and it doesn't appear that way. Either. What, what about a Chandler Parsons? Hey, I want to know what he wants, not what you want, Jer. I'm asking him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I don't dislike Chandler Parsons. Now that the Magic have Serge Ibaka, I'm I'm a little more open to the idea of Parsons than I was before. Right. Uh, his his injury issues really concern me. Um, you know, the, he's coming off of a knee, inju- a knee injury. He's, he's had kind of recurring injury issues, but, you know, what, when he's playing, he's, he's really effective. Um, the question that I have is the Magic don't really have any player right now that can create for himself off the dribble and create his own shot. You know, maybe Alfred Payton is that and in getting into the lane to, to make the defense kind of work a little bit, but they don't really have someone who's an expert at running a pick and roll or, or can break someone down off the dribble. And I think that's that's a big concern, and I don't think Parsons is, is the kind of guy that does, that does that. All right, so so Mike doesn't take his ball and go home. Back to his question. <laughs> if I interrupted, I'm known for that. I <laughs> uh, anybody else that you covet that you didn't get to prior to my interruption? You know this. You know this isn't really a strong free agent class. There's not a lot of guys that that I really you know quote unquote covet. Um, you know I there there are some role players that that I really like, but they're not anyone that's going to move the needle and, and get the magic into the playoffs. Um, you know, the, 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 to be frank, outside of, you know, maybe the tomb, a Conley, maybe an Al Horford, who I, I'm not a hundred percent sure fits what this team is anymore with, with uh, Serge Ibaka here. Now there, there are not a lot of players that I think the magic absolutely have to get or can, or, or can get and, and take that next step up. It, it's going to take some internal development and it's going to take a really balanced roster that's that's committed to the defensive end to, to really take things forward. Um, you know, the more I look at this, the more that that Tobias Harris trade, where you know they they put in their mo- they put in their money for this summer's free agency class, looks worse. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Magic you know go for a smaller move, bring in bring in a bring in a veteran that that can do some of those things, but that comes with some risk uh, for like one or two years, and then try again for free agency in a few years. And I know that's not what fans want to hear. But that just may be the reality because otherwise you're throwing four years at, at Chandler Parsons, who can be a very good player, but probably isn't going to push you over the top. Or you know you're taking a risk on a guy like Harrison Barnes, who has a talent but has never been able to put it quite together, and no one really knows if, if he can 
for for a team like Orlando. So unless you're willing to take a big a big like four year risk on risk like that, which I'm not sure the Magic are willing to do, um, you know they may have to think small and just try and tweak tweak the roster as as it is. We got to leave it at that. Thank you for the visit again today with us. We very much appreciate it. Thank you guys very much for having me on. Philip Rossman Wright covers the Magic. The website is Orlando Magic Daily. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.